Hello and welcome to another life-changing episode of God's in Talk, a platform where difficult conversations concerning the teenage years are discussed to guide teenagers in making pro-kingdom choices as well as world-compliant life choices. This week, we're going to be speaking about something very critical. Um, I know that we've heard a lot of a lot of these phrases in the course of our growing up follow your heart and i heard that a lot growing up follow your heart what is your heart saying and the more i spent time with god the more i grew grew up i got to find out that as popular as the idea of following our heart is it will lead us into trouble if we always follow our heart we will draw our text from um, 1 Samuel 13 verse 12. Um, I'll just give us a background of the scripture and then we will read um, the we will read the text in question. Now there was a there was a war between Israel and Philistia. Philistia rather. And um the Philistines had a whole army, right? The Philistines had a very strong army, 6,000 horsemen, 30,000 chariots, and then their infantry, that's men on land, were, as the Bible called it, larger. You know, they were as large as the sand on the seashore. And Israel in question had um very few soldiers i think 3000 men and they had no weapons so they had to go to the camp of the israelites to sharpen their weapons now this was a scenario it was very dire it was very um bleak so to speak um and israel was bound to fail if god does not intervene at that point there was need for to offer sacrifices and it is the role of the high priest to offer sacrifices and not the king. Saul was the king and Samuel was the priest. So Saul was waiting for Samuel for seven days for Samuel to come and offer the sacrifice. But on the seventh day, when Saul did not see Samuel, Saul went ahead to offer the sacrifices, which was actually an abomination, a sacrilege for Saul to offer sacrifices instead of the high priest. So that's the background. And then when Samuel came and asked Saul, Samuel said to Saul, what have you done? What have you done? You know, and then Samuel said, and that's um, now First Samuel 13, 12. Um, Samuel said, the Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore, I felt compelled and offered a bond offering. I felt compelled. We can say Saul followed his heart and offered sacrifices. Now, Saul followed his heart, offered sacrifices, and lost the kingdom. If you had asked Saul, he'd say, I felt this was right. My heart told me this was right. I felt compelled. And I offered the sacrifices. And then the consequence of that was he lost the kingdom. Samuel began to say that, 
you know, um, God is not pleased with you. God will take this throne from you and give to a man that will follow him with all his heart and all of that. And Samuel, the genealogy of Samuel lost that throne because of, of the genealogy of Saul lost that throne because Saul chose to follow his heart and not what is right. The truth is our hearts can be very deceitful and that is why we cannot follow our heart. We cannot always follow our heart. We cannot just follow our heart. Our heart can deceive us. Our heart can tell us what we want to be told. Our hearts can 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 manipulate us because the Bible said that the heart of man is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Now, another reason why we cannot follow our heart all the time is because people can influence our heart. The children of Israel influenced the heart of Samuel and Saul because he said that I have not offered sacrifices and the people are already running helter-skelter. So people can influence our heart. That is why we cannot always follow our heart. Situations can influence our heart. Now, the situation surrounding Saul was that of fear, that of terror. So that influenced his choices and he did not do the will of God. You know, and another reason why we cannot follow our heart is because if the world, if we're in the Garden of Eden, we can always follow our heart because there's no sin. There's no Satan, right? But we are living in a fallen world. And in this world, there are forces of life. The force, the force of God, the force of Satan, and the force of men. So some thoughts that come into your heart are not your thoughts, are demonic thoughts, demonic infiltrations, or sometimes your own carnal thought. And then, of course, God also speaks to us. So if we don't know the clear difference between the voice of God, the voice of the devil, and the voice of our soul, then we will keep following our heart and hitting a dead end. The Bible speaking about David said, and the devil and Satan entered into David, and David numbered Israel. Meanwhile, God had told them, don't number the, the army of Israel. But the devil entered him. So David will say, I followed my heart, but that decision was not born from God, was not even born from him. It was, it was born from the devil. So there are forces of life. There are forces of life. And these forces, are, are on a daily basis, they are speaking to us. You know, we have intrusive thoughts and all of that. So we cannot follow our heart. We cannot always follow our heart. I felt compelled to... to offer the sacrifices now we can when can we follow our heart we can only follow our heart when we are sure that our heart has been totally influenced by the word of god when we are sure that we have given ourselves so much to the word of god that the only influence in our heart is the word of god and even even when we have come to that estate we want to make sure that what our heart tells us to do is in tandem with the word of God. We have to wait. That's why we must know the word. We must stay with the word. We must study the word. We must know the word. We must know the voice of the word. We must know how the word of God sounds and what the word of God says. So that when these thoughts come into our heart, we can decipher to say, this is the word of God. And I will follow my heart in this regard. But we can also get a thought and say, this is not the voice of God. And I will not follow 
this voice. Our hearts are deceitful. And that's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. How can you guard your heart with all diligence? Give heed to the word. Give your ears to the word. Give your heart to the word. You know, follow your heart. Follow your heart. We hear that every day. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. It is a terrible counsel because many people, even biblical examples, have followed their heart and have ended up in ditches. A typical example is Samson. Samson loved strange women. He followed his heart, you know, kept following his heart and kept following his heart. And his heart led him to Delilah. And Delilah made a mess, made a mockery of God's choice man. Delilah Delilah literally brought Samson to his knees. Samson could have said, no, my consecrations will not allow me to to engage with a woman of this nature. But Samson followed his heart, lost his place in the agenda of God. Samson ruled over Israel as a judge for only 20 years. I'm sure God had greater plans for him. And Samson died with the heathen, died with his enemies. So we want to follow God and not our heart. Because our hearts can actually deceive us. So when you hear, when next someone tells you, follow your heart, follow your heart, there are many questions to ask yourself. Is my heart compliant with the word of God? Is my heart compliant with the statutes, the commandments, the ordinations of God? Is my heart compliant with God? If your answer is yes, then that counsel can stand. If your answer is no, then you have to search the scriptures to know what does God say about this matter? And what is a God, what is a word compliant decision? What is a pro-kingdom decision in this context? We have the Holy Spirit. We will listen to the Holy Spirit. We will get backings from the word and we will take action. We will make our decisions. Other than that, we cannot follow our hearts because the influences around us are just too many for us to say. We will follow our heart. We will follow the Lord instead. We will follow the word of God instead. And we will keep our heart. We will allow the word of God to enter our heart so strongly that our hearts become one. With God, and on that note, when our heart have found that synergy, that oneness with God, we can now say, "Yes, I can follow my heart because my thoughts have become the thoughts of God." But on our journey to that perfection, on our journey to that place where our hearts are one with God, we will follow the Word instead of our heart. I hope you've been blessed by this, and I want you to take you to evaluate yourself. What decisions have you made? that got you into trouble. I have, I have made terrible decisions as a teenager. I have loved people I had no business loving. I had made friends with people I had no business making friends with because I was following my heart. But with the mistakes I have made, with the scars I have carried, I have learned that my heart can actually deceive me. So I subject my relationships to the, to the word of God. I subject my relationships to the voice of God. I subject my choices to the voice of God. And I implore you, my dear teenager, to subject your choices to the word of God. God bless you. Amen.